friends, you've now entered the Man Cave Podcast, unplugged and unfiltered. This is a podcast where the topics are mostly about sports, but sometimes we mix in some other items, like, is Bigfoot real? Who is the best Batman? You're guided through each episode by a man who's the man for his time and place, Dan Casper. So welcome to the Man Cave, and stick around for a while. You're going to like it here. Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Good friend Brandon Berg joining me for this episode of the podcast. We just got done uh, doing the radio show, airing of grievances, Festivus and such, and uh, now we're back at it. So that was a good Festivus. That was a good Festivus. Do you feel better getting that off your chest a little bit? I do. Um, My number one one, which was the 2022 Milwaukee Brewers, Mm -hmm. that one has just been a year long of... uh, Pent up energy. Pent, yes. Yeah. So glad I was able to do it in a constructive way and didn't do anything that's going to get the station in trouble. <laughs> do you feel like uh, Brewers might make your list again next year, though? Boy, if they do, if they do, uh, I'm going to go all out because that. Yeah. Well, it's not looking good right no, now, no, is it? As of right now, and again, this is, these are always just snapshots in time. And the thing mm-hmm. about baseball offseason is it's, it's long, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. But as we stand right now, and I, I and I would specifically say, as far as this off season goes, that's more free agency. Like I, I, ma- I made sure to preface in my uh, airing of grievances that I absolutely love the William Contreras trade. Like mm-hmm. that's great. Yep. No complaints there. But there's still work to do, and right now they haven't done it. They're mm-hmm. one of two teams in the majors that has not spent a dollar on a major league free agent yet. Yeah. So I want to ask you this uh, because you know when when the Mets thing. Uh, you know, drop down with what they got Contreras, and we know all the money that they spent this Correct. off season. Or yes, excuse me, uh, you, we know all the money that they spent this off season, or or have spent in the last year plus. You know, and then the flip side is, is that well, that doesn't guarantee championships, no. as we've seen. You know, the with Dodgers, the Dodgers, yeah. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, though, like, why would? Why are we so upset as as fans? You know, like when we see a team spend, is it just because of? Of jealousy, even though it doesn't guarantee us anything, yeah. is it just because it it, the team? Yeah, it helps, but yeah. it looks like the team is like trying to win, right? Yes, and I, I think that's part of it. Like you can't if the, if it doesn't work for the Mets, and as you said, there's no guarantee that spending money wins. Mm-hmm. If if spending money led to World Series championships, the Dodgers and the Yankees would have more than one since the start of 2010. Mm-hmm. Right, but they've tried, and I think as a fan, you can feel a little bit better if you say, "Well, you know what? They tried and it just didn't work." As opposed to, well, I mean, what, are, are they really trying? And look, we know these, you know, we know the Brewers are trying. It's just a matter of how and mm-hmm. how much. And, you know, it just kind of something else I alluded to in my, you know, airing of my lengthy grievance on the Milwaukee Brewers was that this was not exactly a banner year for Mark Ananasio as the principal owner of the Milwaukee Brewers, just maybe in the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. And, I don't think the, any Brewers fans are going out there and saying, hey, you know what, go spend $250 million on the payroll. But when the opportunity is there is to, to kind of help the team in not big splash plays, don't go out and sign Aaron Judge, don't go out and sign Carlos Correa, but hey, you need you need a bat, one more infield bat? Okay, well, there's there, there were viable options out there, and many of them have dried up. Mm-hmm. Hey, you need help with the bullpen? Okay, well, there were viable options out there, and you know some of them have dried up. Like, mm-hmm. It's one thing to try to play it smart, 
but you know what? Sometimes you just got to go and you got to spend money and mm-hmm. hope it works. Right. Yeah, it gives you a, gives you a shot, right? Yeah, and that's all you want. Of, like, and I think at, it would send something throughout the clubhouse or the rest of the yeah, team too, doesn't especially it? with the way it went last year. To say, hey, you know what? Yeah, it didn't work, and everyone has pretty much already admitted to the fact. Hey, the Josh Hader trade did not work out for us. Mm-hmm. You know, for the last two months of the year. Mm-hmm. But if the team comes back and says, you know what? You know what? Hey, our bad. Right. Here's what we're going to do to re- to rectify that situation. We're going to do X. We're going to do Y. We're going to do Z. Mm-hmm. We're going to make sure that when you come to spring training in February, that you walk in the door thinking, hey, you know what? We got a legitimate shot to win this division. Mm-hmm. And early returns are they're still second to the Cardinals. Would you say the Cubs, though? Or how, you know, I don't. Cubs... Like, I don't. I still think the Cubs have a little ways to go because mm-hmm. – I don't think they've really necessarily done anything to help their pitching. They brought back like what uh, Drew or uh, uh, Drew Smiley, who's mm-hmm. a good pitcher, but and they signed the Dansby Swanson was a big signing. And I'm not a huge Dansby Swanson fan, but he's a good player. He's going to give them more than they've gotten out of that spot. Mm-hmm. But it just you know maybe part of it is just being a Brewer fan for so long. You kind of see different windows with this team. And Bellinger, we don't know what and, version and, and we're going to get, and, right? And that's it, Cody Bellinger. To me, Cody Bellinger is. He's almost in that Christian Yelich class. If you just kind of wonder, like, what happened? Right. You know, maybe for them it was both injuries, but, you know, say what you want about Yelich, but Bellinger's been worse. Mm-hmm. You know, Yelich, at least, he's someone you can have out there every day and still be like, okay, you know what? He's not what he was in 2018 and 2019, but he's still, there's still ways he can help you win a game with mm-hmm. his on base skills, with his, you know, speed being able to, you know, really taking well to being at the top of the lineup after we moved there. Right. Cody Ballinger, like, you know, it's been rough for him. Like mm-hmm. the fact that the Dodgers were just so willing to say, you know what, no, we, you know, we 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 have the option to keep you around. No, mm-hmm. like to me that says a lot. Yeah, and you know, with all this too, with with the signing, you know, I know a lot of fans have said, well, put a salary cap. That's never going to happen. It's in not. Baseball. No, it, it that the toothpaste is not going back in the tube. At yeah, that, point. Uh, that that time's passed. Players don't want it. They're, they're never going to agree to it. No. I would think certain owners, like the Mets and Steve Cohen, yeah, they're like, that's not going to stop, you know. We don't want that because we're willing to spend so much money and, yes. and that sort of thing. So, I mean, do we do, like, you know, I know the luxury tax, half of it does go to the teams who didn't. But then by the time you divide all that, how much yeah, of a difference how much does are you that really make? getting? So, I mean, do they need things like, you know, the NFL, there's a thing for the salary cap where you have to spend a certain amount within a couple of years, like 90 95%. Does Major League Baseball need a floor where you have to spend the minimum? Absolutely. You need to be able to keep teams like the A's and the Pirates from basically just trying to to minimize their costs to make the most money they can because Mm -hmm. they're not drawing a lot fans. And I don't blame fans in those markets for not going right? because they're not getting a product that's worth their time. It's one thing if, I mean, being a Brewer fan, I'll go back to the middle of the 2010s. When they were, you know, winning seventy-five games, but at least you're competitive. Mm-hmm. When you're doing what the A's are doing right now, and like we don't know their future in Oakland, right. but when you're doing that, it's really like if I was in that market, even as diehard of a baseball fan as I was, it would, it, it would be really tough to want to go out to the Coliseum and watch that team play, because you just don't feel like that team is acting in good faith to put a product on the field that's actually competitive. No one's going to want to go to a, you know five to ten games a year to watch a team get smoked four of those five games mm-hmm. yeah you're, you're right so that's why i was I, you know i kind of because you're not going to get the salary cap you're not gonna you know luxury taxes i don't think are going to do anything to slow down certain teams and such 
So, I mean, like, okay, so how do you do it in a ceiling floor or salary ceiling floor? But then you would maybe that helps out a couple teams, but it doesn't solve it's not going to stop other no, teams. No, from, it's not going to change a lot. It's no. going to make an impact, but yeah, it's not going to end everything and make everything all even. So I know you mentioned in a, in a previous uh, podcast, you know, when you kind of talk about the the Brewers here, I mean, the longer this offseason kind of goes, and, I, and nothing's done yet. I mean, they no, made and the that's it. That's why, that's why I wanted to make sure I preface it. 2022 mm-hmm. Milwaukee Brewers. Right. Like, what we know right now is a snapshot in time right now. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm frustrated. It can change. They could go out and sign and say so they go. So who else is out there, though, that, you know. My, my thinking at, like, third – like third base, because mm-hmm. to me, you know, Luis Arias can start either be third base or second base. My thinking was, you put if you can get a third baseman, you can put him at second base, mm-hmm. where his offense is a little bit better comparative to other second basemen. Right. But if you end up signing, you know, signing a halfway decent second baseman and he's plays third, okay, whatever. Same, right. same, you know, relatively same difference. But if you're looking at free agency, suddenly within this last week, a lot's dried up. Justin right. Turner's gone. I was going. That's Brandon the first Drury's thing that's gone. Yeah. You know, I mentioned Will Myers on the on the on the show. He's, yeah. You know, he's gone. He's not he's not a second or a third baseman, but he's a guy that can play first base and play the outfield, mm-hmm. and is a you know, and is a legitimate major league bat that could add length. He's not going to be batting in the middle of your lineup, but he can be batting sixth or seventh, and mm-hmm. he hits lefties well. Like there's things he can do to help. Right. So now you're looking at if you're going free agency, if you, you know, a guy I thought of a reunion with Gene Segura. Could he play third? You can play second, okay. And you can oh, play, then, yeah, and you can play yeah. Luis at Urias the third. And you look at mm-hmm. his numbers, and you know he's bounced around a lot since he's left Milwaukee, but he's been relatively consistent with what you get. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy that's going to hit two eighty. He's going to have non base three twenty three thirty ish. Mm-hmm. You know he's going he's he's still got some speed, not maybe as much as he did when he was younger, but who does? Right. Um, and you know he's a right handed bat. Can you know kind of even out that lineup a little bit? He's a guy that would hit you know sixth seventh in your lineup, but mm-hmm. you know what? That's not a bad thing. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if they're gonna flat out give that second base job to Bryce Terang. I could see him, may, you know, if he if he starts in the majors with the team, maybe bouncing around. He played a little third base and a little outfield last year in the minors. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's their new Jace Peterson. Okay, who knows? But right now, you know, they've got just kind of a bunch of guys that could battle out. You know, they did acquire Abraham Toro in the trade with the Jesse Winker trade. Yeah. We don't know what's up with Keston Hira. That's the other name too that kind of gets lost in the shuffle, doesn't it? It does, and because I, you go like to the Brewers' website, they don't even have him listed as under second base in the depth chart. No, and he is like, I don't know, like to me, one of the, it, it just it was a mystery to me last year. Like, there's not too much I question Craig Council on, mm-hmm. but. I didn't understand the rationale of him playing against left-handed pitching when throughout his career he has shown he's much better against right-handed. Like, against left-handed pitching, he has really struggled. And to me, the essence of coaching in sports, I don't care if it's the majors or if it's t-ball, you, know, you put your athletes in a position to succeed. If you right. know by now that this, per, you know, Keston struggles in this spot, why are you putting him there? Mm-hmm. Especially when over the course of his career, Roddy Tellez has been halfway decent against lefties. Not great, but certainly better than Keston here and playable. Right. You know, why... You know, to me, one of the most frustrating things about 2022 was Kesson Hira getting at bats, uh, or not getting at bats against right-handed pitching over Andrew McCutcheon, even though his numbers were clearly better. Mm-hmm. But you know, to to me, Kesson Hira almost feels like the kind of guy that could benefit from a trade. And I like Kesson Hira, but that might be the best for him. Like, and look, his value is not very high right now, but 
what about you know if there's some sort of challenge trade or basically there's another team saying hey you know what we can give him a chance to play every day i mean the team i thought of was oakland yeah a team like that that you know Kesson's from California. The mm-hmm. chance to be a little closer to home, you know, and they're certainly looking for, you know, they're looking for you know anyone they can play. And he's still right. someone that's still relatively cheap because he's you know earlier on in his uh, contract cycle. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you know, can you do that? And maybe that's how you address, say, your relief pitching core. Mm-hmm. Is there someone like an AJ Puck, who's a left hand, you know, lefty with the with the A? Is that maybe you make that trade? I mean, I don't know if that's something either team's interested in, but I would be surprised if Kesson Hero starts next year with this team mm-hmm. because I just, I don't know, like it seems like Roddy Teles is a pretty good stranglehold on first base. It feels like the Brewers have already kind of went over the bridge of Kesson Hero as a second baseman. Right. I don't know if you necessarily go back to that. Like then what do you do? You mm-hmm. know, Jesse Winker is going to be your your designated hitter pretty much every day against right-handed pitching. So – you know, what do you do? Like, so he want to be the everyday starting right fielder? I don't think so. Like his okay. his numbers, his numbers against uh, or his numbers in the outfield weren't great. Like, I don't see Winker and Christian Yelch playing the outfield at the same time. Okay. I think right now, your starting center fielder is Garrett Mitchell. Garrett Mitchell, and your starting right fielder is probably Tyrone Taylor. Just off, just Tyrone. Okay. Because yep. you know, just by what's there, and right. that could change. Mm-hmm. You know, if the if the, that's why I mentioned Will Myers, he's someone that could play right field. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to go that route, you could. So that that's one where it's like, well, it would be kind of weird if the Bruce signed an outfielder, wouldn't it? Well, it is interesting because like on the depth chart, they only have Tyrone Taylor listed as right field. That's the only person they have listed there. Left field, it's Yelich, Tyrone, and then Jesse Winker. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and Winker's probably going to play left if he's out mm-hmm. there, and then Mitchell's going to probably play center. And you've got, you know, you you still got a few guys. You got Sal Frelick, who's end of the years in the minors, but mm-hmm. you know may start there again. He wasn't at AAA too long. You've also got. Um, you've also got some other guys down there that it could be them, but they're not ready yet. You know, mm-hmm. Joey Weimer is a right fielder. I mean, the more I see of him, the more I, he just reminds me of Corey Hart because he's a big guy, but he can run. But there's some swing and miss in his game, and that was that was Corey Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's I don't know if he's quite ready yet, but you know that's that's going to be the question. Right. It's, it just feels like this team is. You know, right now, yeah, they could be in the playoff hunt. They, I think they would be. Mm-hmm. But I think if you had a bat and you had an, an arm in the bullpen, you feel a lot better. Right. Because I think you feel good about the rotation where you're at with who they've got right now with the three aces and some combination of Hauser, Lauer, and Ashby. Mm-hmm. You know, if one of those three back-end guys isn't in your rotation to start the year, you can put them in the bullpen. You know, either Hauser or Ashley, Ashby especially, I think would be really good out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how do you want to play it? Right. But – you could use one. I think you could use a veteran arm that you could throw out there in the seventh and the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kind of give a little, you know, setup for Devin yeah. Williams. You give right? some length. Yeah. You give some length because remember, you've got you don't got you know Brent Suter who, you know, even though the numbers weren't necessarily there, it was still you know was someone that was relied upon. Mm-hmm. You know, Brad Boxberger's gone now is in with, with Chicago, so you know there's some innings, and even though there's some guys like Hobie Milner and Peter Strzelecki that pitched well, mm-hmm. you could still use a little more. Right. All right, uh, good stuff. We've got uh, some baseball chats out of the way In there. the middle like of that. December. In the middle of December. I like it's that. baseball weather outside. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I'll tell you what, I want to take a quick break, and then we're going to do a little like Christmas gift sort of thing, and then we're going to make some picks to, to kind of wrap up uh, this episode of the podcast. So quick break from our sponsors, and we'll be back after this. 
Family-owned and operated, Toyson Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand-new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa. Falls. Hey, you, just jumping in here to see if you're enjoying this episode. Well, if you are, then let us know with a positive review. If not, remember what your mother said. You don't have anything nice to say? Don't say it at all. Okay, back to the show. All right, we're back, and uh, obviously, depending on when you are listening to this episode of the of the podcasts, you know, Christmas is coming up here. So, Brandon, when I ask you, think back... Do you have any like favorite Christmas gifts you've gotten? Maybe when you were a kid, or anything kind of stand out to you? Like I try, I do this every year, and I honestly struggle. I do too. I struggle with yeah, this. Yeah, because yeah, there isn't one. You know, it yeah. wasn't like I got a Nintendo sixty four when right. you're like the kid. You know, yeah, the kid that was going nuts playing the drums. On like that. I got Game Boy for my birthday. I never. Yeah, I didn't get it and for I, Christmas like I, I got presents but... I really liked and stuff like that. But it was never one where I'm just like, oh, that's the one. Yeah, you know? the only one that I always remember. I think I was in kindergarten. Was a Ninja Turtle beanbag chair. Nice. And I had it all the way through high school. I remember I had to be in elementary school pretty young. I remember getting a talk boy. I had one too. Yeah. And I was mad. I don't know if you remember this, but I was mad because it didn't do the voice change. No, it didn't. It, 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 it was just, no. Yeah. It, like I wanted the voice change or that slowdown, and it didn't do that. And that's what it, it annoyed it did. the crap out of me. Yep. And I think that's the reason why, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think that's a big reason why we all wanted that was to kind of change your voice on there. Yeah. You know, and fool with people. Yeah, because Kevin McAllister would do that. Right. Uh, Can I break some news here? Sure. While it's just... uh, Oh, boy. uh, It's Packers related. Oh. Elton Jenkins agreeing to a massive contract extension with the Packers. Makes him the second highest paid guard in the NFL. Four years, $68 million, 74 max so that just popped up as as we're literally recording i think you saw my eyes or something like that kind of he yeah. got the he got the pro bowl bid and he's getting paid like it yeah so i'm actually surprised i will be surprised i'm surprised they're sticking with him i thought maybe you know with the injuries and, and that sort of thing would it have kind of derailed it and they got a lot of free agents we're yeah. gonna get back to this toy thing here in a second but this just kind of you know popped up here but i'm i'm a little surprised that they did this because they've got a bunch of other free agents out there. So, all right, well, they must be, feel pretty good about his health going forward Yeah, with, with that knee. So, I mean, when he's on, he is one of the best guards in the league. So, but still, all right, there you go. Big news right there, right? That's a very, nice... Very big news. There's a, there's a Christmas present for I was going to say, fans. Elton Jenkins might have to go out there and uh, buy some uh, stuff for... Might be getting his, the old line some us. Uh... Yep. Man. But all right. So uh, little note there. Yeah. Uh back to the thing. So as a kid though, what was your favorite toy? If this kind of like like what was your go to thing? I don't know. I remember being very two things that they immediately popped well, three I guess. One I remember being very proud of myself because as a young age, I managed to beat all the first three Super Mario Brother games. And obviously I did later on, you know, mm-hmm. but, you 
know, Super Mario World and all that good stuff. But right. Um, I remember having a Ninja Turtle football. A Ninja Turtle. Football. Like it was awkwardly, like it was, it was, it wasn't fully shaped like a standard football, but it was sort of, and mm-hmm. it was like a Ninja Turtle base one, you know, size one. Um, and I also had a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. The oh, the big blocky, gray, yep. the big blocky beast. Yep. Yes. I like that. That's what I had. I got that for my sixth birthday. I remember that because I did not want Tetris because it always came with Tetris. Uh, so I ended up getting one with Zelda. Oh. And I never got through certain stages at Zelda, so that always irritated the crap out of me. Yeah, those so. are one. Those are ones that I would say stick out to me from my my younger age. Yeah. Um, Ninja Turtle toys all the time. Those were like my go tos and that. Uh, same with with the Game Boy. Uh, in fact, my wife's grandparents were cleaning out their house because they were moving, and they had one there, the old block one, just sitting there. I'm like, so I got that, and because I don't have my other one, I'm like, oh, I gotta, I'm gonna have to go to like retro games and find yeah. some games and and uh, you know put that up there. So, I, you know, that's the one thing too. So remember me telling you a couple weeks ago about, or it might have been a couple months ago. They came out with a Ninja Turtles game that had all the old school turtle yes. games. I got that. Did you? And the thing is, with some of those games on there, they got the old school Game Boy games. They're black and white. So you play it on your PS4 or whatever, but it's black it's, and white. Yeah, it's still the same game. And the, and the crazy thing, too, which I actually like, allows you to cheat, but for the arcade games that you had to put the quarters in, you press one button, you get your extra lives. Like you're putting in yeah. quarters every time. I'm like, oh, that's way to cheat. Like you could get like as many lives as you yeah. want. So, but. Because I'm 36 trying to play that. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, so I need those extra lives on there. But Hudson now is playing Super Mario's 3 on old school Nintendo. I Great. got set up on a TV, and that's all he plays. One now. of my best. Might be my favorite game of all time. Of all time? Might be. The third one? The third one. Really? I, it, the so thir- what was your favorite wor- world in the third one? Because that's a big, you know, kind of. I like the world. I I think it was the fourth one where where you're small and everything's big. The okay, the big I think, world. I, yeah. yeah, big world. I think yeah. that's four. I think that's world four. Yep, that that was always the pot because you always get the whistle. Yeah, and, and it you, was a matter of well, you know, what do you want? Because this game did not have a battery backup to save. Yeah. So if you were going to beat the game, you were going to have to do it without you know without dying. Yep. Now when you get you because you can get whistles. Now did you want to hop ahead early or did you want to go through? Right. It would be very close between that one and Super Mario World. Super yeah. Mario World was also a great, great game. Um, I think my be... favorite world for three. That's uh, that one and the first Super Mar- or first Mario are the ones I remember the most playing right away. I remember, yeah, I remember playing one. Yep. Two, um, I mean, two is kind of the black sheep of the family, but it makes it easier when you understand it was a different game that was just reskinned for Mario purposes. Right. Um, I think my favorite world. Yeah, everybody did the giant one. I would go with the water one, too, just because I always wanted the frog suit. That's a good one. And what was the other one? It was like the raccoon suit or something like that? Or like the, the Tanuki or Takoon? Yeah, Tanuki. Was it? Yeah. I believe it's what it's called. Yeah. That one. So that those were the ones. That, there was one I really absolutely hated, and I can't remember which one it was. But it was just like, ugh. I hated that one. I can't remember which world it was. But, yeah, he's he's into that right now. Great. Trying to get into that. Were you big into, like, Contra when I was on Nintendo? Not really. Nintendo? Like I, I think I played it, but I wasn't like super big into it. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like I was googling or eBaying some of the, some of the prices on that. Just oh, like forty, fifty bucks. Like I, I wouldn't. I don't have it. You know, and somebody stole my Tech Mobile one, 
and that's up there in price too. So it's oh, yeah, like Tecmo is. <sighs> but anyways, so yeah. yeah. And then you know what? The other day I was talking to somebody weird. I asked the same question about favorite toy, and they mentioned the uh, the Nerf whistle football. Yeah. I googled it. They don't make it. They only make it the one with the tail. You know that mini one with like the with the tail on yep. it. Yep. I'm talking like the actual. It's not a full size one, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know the ones like in elementary school, and, and you I, throw I it in a whistle. Go, yeah. So they make the little whistle ones with the tail, like they with the John Elway commercial. Where he throws it out of the end zone. I think Russell Wilson did it now or something like that. But I wish they would make the actual like foam, bigger foam one without yeah. the tail, because I used to have one. It was black and purple. Give us what we want. That one was. I remember that. Just the oh, those are so awesome, so awesome. So, uh, anything else that kind of stand out to you? About that? Well, any, do you have any like? Uh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Home Alone. Yeah, uh, I've been getting I, into that big, one more. I'm a big Home Alone guy. I've been getting into that one a lot. And more. the thing, well, the thing too that I always remember is back in the day, which <laughs> we for, can say for all that of now. us that are roughly our age is like the '90s. Yep. One of the things I always remember is. Back when like regular or like local stations showed like movies, yeah, Home Alone was always like a big one on NBC. Yep, it would be like the weekend of Thanksgiving, like that Friday or Saturday night, and it was always like, ooh, I gotta watch. Yep. But I would say that was a big one. Yeah, for me, I would say yeah, Home Alone. Yeah, for some reason, I've been like getting into that one a whole lot more, and that's one too where the sequel isn't bad either. No, I like Home the second movie. Yep, yep, I like that one too. So. Uh, Christmas Vacation is always my classic kind of go-to, but those are good one. Those are easily my top Question two. Question for you. Yeah. Do you consider Die Hard to be a Christmas movie? I think if you want to consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, you need to consider the likes of Batman Returns, uh, Lethal Weapon, Rocky Four, those movies, Christmas movies as well. That's my stance because on it. Of, because of the time period. Because it's go- taking place during Christmas, as so opposed I to being th- about Christmas. What is the definition of a Christmas movie? And that's—I think—that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, what's your definition of a Christmas movie? Is your de- so? I think we have to take into consideration. Bruce Willis has said it's not a Christmas movie. Okay. I—I—I I, I trust his judgment on that. And my other question on this, Brandon, is—is is it a positive to be considered a Christmas movie? Hmm. You know what I'm getting at? Like, yes. is that a, like, do you want to be considered a Christmas movie? Yeah, if, or do you just want to be a movie? Right. Because I feel like if you're the makers of Die Hard, you don't want to be considered a Christmas movie. You want to be considered one of the best action movies of all time. Correct. Because that covers more ground. If, right. If you're, you don't want to be typecast as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Because then you're, you're put into this narrow lane. Yep. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't, I, I don't. Okay. When I think of Christmas movies, I think that the theme Chris, yeah, is the, Christmas. Yeah, the central theme is Christmas. Yes, the, Christmas and, Vacation, Home Alone. Those are Christmas movies. And that because Doctor Dyer could have taken place in the middle of July. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just happened. You know, that's why I I make the case like Rocky Four. He fights him on Christmas Day. Paulie's listening to chipmunk music Christmas in the background. Batman Returns is at Christmas. Uh, Lethal Weapon is at Christmas. If we don't consider those Christmas movies, I don't consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. So, no, I don't. I guess yeah. my that's my answer. Fair. The more we talked it out, I don't. Do you? Are you changing it now? I like to consider the Christmas movie just for the novelty of it. But, you're, mm-hmm. but you bring up a very good point about all suddenly all the other ones you have to open up. Yeah. So I mean, there's other ones out there. There I is. Mean, there is. It's not that simple. No. So I, when did that start? 
It was it was not that long ago. Yeah. Like when did that trend start? Because now there's this like there's a station that shows Die Hard like repeatedly on or Die Hard movies repeatedly on Christmas. Yeah. Is it AMC maybe? It could be. But there's yeah. Because yeah. there's a few times the last few years where I've you know gathered with some of my family and my sister and I like oh we gotta see if Die Hard's on. What are your thoughts on the Christmas story? Because that's another one that's, that's like the 24 like, hours. I, I, yeah, I, that's fine. Like, I, I, it doesn't necessarily hit home for me. That's not necessarily the one that but I that would pick to play 24 hours. But yeah, but because yeah. I had seen like, wasn't it either TBS or one of the Turner networks? Weren't it, they doing Elf? It could be. I thought they were doing Elf. Okay. Because yeah, it was. Um, maybe if I was a little older, that one would hit a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I haven't seen the set the. Or the new one, or anything like that. So, where they, you know, Rose at Ralphie comes oh. back, and well, I have not either. So. so, tells you how much I care about it. I don't know a whole lot about it. So, all right, tell you what, let's take our next break here, and then we're going to make some picks. We'll make some picks to wrap up this episode of the podcast after these quick messages. Hey, you, just jumping in here to see if you're enjoying this episode. Well, if you are, then let us know with a positive review. If not, remember what your mother said. You don't have anything nice to say? Don't say it at all. Okay, back to the show. Your tailgating headquarters is at Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Their top-of-the-line meat department, which includes the Dan Good Burger, will make you the talk of your tailgate party. And the dips for snacking? Those are what will make you an MVP on game days. And you never have to worry about Hy-Vee not having what you need, because their shelves and coolers are always stocked up with your favorite goods. Be the MVP of your tailgate party with the help from another MVP. That's Hy-Vee in Eau Claire, located at 2424 East Claremont Avenue. All right, wrapping up the podcast here with uh, some picks. We're going to be doing some picks for week 16 of the NFL season. So the Jaguars already won. They beat the Jets. Jaguars looking like they could be on the doorstep of making the postseason as a division winner and hosting a playoff game. Not only are they making the playoffs, they would host the playoff game. Duval! That's, yeah, that's the other part in that, too. So uh, Titans not going to have Ryan Tannehill, so... And the Jaguars and Titans play in the final week of the year. That could lead up to the who decides to win the AFC South. But uh, uh, so let's let's go into it. We got Falcons taking on the the Ravens. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson will not. Lamar be Jackson less Ravens. Yep. I'm going to go Ravens though. I think Tyler Huntley can step in and do enough. Uh, Falcons going with the you know mm-hmm. they're going with Desmond Ritter now. Um, but I, the Falcons always Baltimore. find a way to yeah, yeah. always finds a way to make it close. But I'm going to go Ravens. I'm going to go Ravens in this one too. Uh, yeah, it's going to be closer, but yeah, I'm going to go Ravens in this one. Uh, Lions and Panthers. Lions at the Panthers. Lions. They're mm-hmm. they're playing really well right now. They're yep. a sneaky dangerous team. That offense is is Humming. clicking right now. Uh, Carolina still has a lot to play for, but the fact that the Lions were able to go to New York and and get a victory against the Jets, I feel like that game would have been different if Mike White plays. Yes, potentially. But still going up against the Jets defense, um, you know, I, I think, and then making that that traveling over there, I like the Lions in this one, and I think they they take care of business to get the Panthers. So, Seahawks at the Chiefs. Uh Chiefs. I, yeah. I, Seahawks are playing for their playoff lives right now with mm-hmm. some heat coming on them, but Chiefs at home. Yep, stuff to pick against. Arrowhead. I'm going with the with the Chiefs in this one. Saints at the Browns, and the Browns. Uh, Deshaun Watson hasn't been working so far. No. But I do think I, I will take Cleveland in this one. They're at home. Um, 
or uh, New Orleans going to be without Chris Olave. I think that hurts. Mm-hmm. And there's still, I still don't know if they know kind of what they have at quarterback. Like I just, I think the Browns maybe eventually they figure out, hey, we need to really lean into our run game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And maybe, excuse me, maybe this is the game. Yeah, I'm going to go Browns too uh, in this one. I mean, I, I think at some point, I mean, you know, Deshaun couple weeks get off the rush remember he didn't play last year he didn't play mostly this year so maybe but we'll we'll see uh texans at the titans and i feel like this one just got a little bit more interesting with no ryan Tannehill, which is saying a lot i know but you know i don't i don't know what to make of the titans to be honest with you no and the texans seem to hang around a lot more like the last few years for being a really really bad team they've been a scrappy bad team mm-hmm. but i will still take tennessee in a heaping dose of derrick henry. henry yep i'm gonna go uh titans and just keep feeding derrick henry because he's had success against the texans over the years so uh i agree with you on that one let's go bengals patriots uh bengals i'm going bengals too <laughs> I would feel like, you know, maybe in years past, I would trust Bill Belichick to have a bounce-back game after something like what just happened last week, but I don't anymore. No. So um, I'm going Bengals. They're hot right now. They're they're really hot right now. So, um, and, and the Bengals, I thought they would kind of fall off, fall down this year and not make the postseason, no. and they started su- off slow. That Super Bowl runner-up hangover. Yeah, it's been the opposite. Yeah, they've been the better than the Super Bowl champion, that's for sure. Yep, so I'm going to go Bengals uh, in this one, too. Giants at your Vikings. Well, the last time the Vikings uh, were coming off a big come-from-behind win, they got smoked by the Cowboys. That's true. I don't think that will happen this time, though. Yeah. I will take Minnesota in their at home in their final home game of the year against the Giants team that their front four is going to cause issues, especially on the interior. Mm-hmm. But I think they find a way. Their Giants are a little bit beat up in the secondary. Yep. And... Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll take the Vikings by a touchdown, as pretty much every game they've played has been. Packers fans got to root for the Vikings in this case, you know, if you want any, if you want more chances to possibly get into the postseason, right? You know, because the Giants lose three in a row and all yeah, that sort Giants of stuff. Giants win so. one more game, they the Packers cannot leapfrog them. Right, exactly. So uh, I'm going to pick Minnesota in this one, too, although I can see it sneakily being close a little bit. Oh, yeah, bit, so. absolutely. Bills at Bears, let's move on. <laughs> We're both picking Bills, right? Buffalo. Okay. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game tomorrow. Uh, Commanders at the 49ers. This one's a tough one for me to pick a little bit because both, I think, are known for their defense. Obviously, San Francisco. Uh, both have good running running games, interesting, good wide receivers. Brock Purdy has played well, but I think there's still con- you know, question marks. Can he keep it up at that quarterback position? Uh, and then Taylor Heineke has been put on notice. So Washington's playing for their playoff lives. Commanders trying to hold on to maybe – or trying to catch up to Minnesota for a two-seat. So how do you see this one playing out? Uh, I'm going to take the Niners. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're my pick to come out of the NFC, even with you know Brock Purdy in there. And you mentioned, yeah, there's still a lot he needs to prove. But I just like the way they're operating right now. Mm-hmm. And they're they're kind of making it look easy, to be honest. Like right. they're playing they're, – they're peaking at the right time. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers, too, because it is in San Francisco uh, traveling over there. So I'll go 49ers, which is a big help for Green Bay. Um, you know, and that game's tomorrow, and Green Bay plays Sunday, so Green Bay will know. No, yeah, by Sunday, Green Bay will have an idea of. Kind of where they stand at yep. that. So uh, Eagles, Cowboys, no Jalen Hurts in this one, but we get Gardner Minshew. You go first. I'm going to go Dallas in this one. It's at home. Yeah. Um, and 
I think highly of Gardner Minshew. I think he's yeah. one. He, I think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna take Dallas in this one in a close game. I'll take Dallas, but Gardner Minshew plays well. Uh, I, I, I that's I'll go with this one. I think if it's in Philly, I think Philly wins. Um, but I I I trust Gardner Minshew. So, but the fact that it's in Dallas, Dallas coming off that loss, I think Philly's gonna lose another game at yeah, some point at some point just the law of averages mm-hmm. says that they have to yep so i'll i'll go with dallas in this one too the 50th uh, anniversary of the immaculate reception raiders steelers I, th- I i'll let you go first i don't want to change it up but. uh pittsburgh i think they're the better team but also just yeah i think they with find the emotions a, and everything I, I, I think they find a way to honor franco mm-hmm. harris with a big win here in this game yeah i originally was going to go with the raiders uh, in this one, but given everything going on now, I'm going with the Steelers. Uh, I think they they pick up that win after a, what will be an emotional day, you know, leading up to it too. So, uh, then we got Packers Dolphins, the first game on Christmas noon noon kickoff. I'm going Dolphins. Yeah, I'm going Dolphins too. I'm going Dolphins. I just I don't know if they can slow down Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. I've got no confidence in the secondary. So that's that's where it boils down to. I think their offense can score enough. Yep. They can't get in a shootout though. Defense like the defense needs to force at least two turnovers. Yeah. Yep. If they do that, then I think they have a decent chance. But defensively, I don't think they're just gonna smother the Dolphins all game. You gotta get maybe a pick and a fumble. And they gotta win the time of possession battle by like yes. two to one. Yes. You know, forty minutes to twenty minutes or something like that. So, uh, then we got uh, Broncos Rams. This looked like the game of the year back in September. Yeah, Russell's playing, I guess, in this game going up against Baker. Broncos. I'm going Broncos too. Which Lions now would be like, yeah, yeah, keep losing, higher draft pick. Uh, let's go with uh, Buccaneers at the Cardinals. Another game that looked pretty good at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa on the road against Colt McCoy. Mm, I think so. Yeah. Did he clear concussion protocol? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, regardless, regardless, Tampa, yeah. Tampa on the road. I think that defense is by far the best group player position group of any between these two teams. Yep. And they make the difference. Uh, Chargers Colts. Nick Foles getting a start for the Colts on Monday Night oh, Football. Chargers. Yeah, I'm going with Chargers too. This is a this is a battle of two teams that seem to somehow find a way to inexplicably win and lose games. Yep. So for Maybe that's this, why they put it on a Monday. Yeah, night. this could be a sneaky, entertaining game, but I will take Colts. Yeah. Or I'm oh, sorry, Chargers. I'll take Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, I'm taking Chargers too in this one, and they're playing for a playoff spot. Colts officially eliminated. Yep. Uh, after the Jets lost, so. All right, that's that's picks, and that's going to do it for this episode of the pod. Brandon, appreciate it, and uh, you have a good uh, good Christmas, okay? You as well. All right, everybody else, appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toyson Ford. Reminder, if you're not subscribing to the podcast, you can do so on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your favorite podcasty, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and it's free. And don't forget to uh, give it a good rating and good review so others can find the podcast. Have a very Merry Christmas, and we will see you down the road.